Welcome back to the Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast. The Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast is your podcast source for news and discussion of the meetings and events industry. Each week, we bring you stories of new technologies, new ideas, and new directions that will directly affect all of us in the meetings and events industry. I'm your host, John Trask. I'm a CMP, a CMM, and I'm a 30-year veteran of both the audiovisual and meetings and events industry. Welcome back to the Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast. Uh, Today we're going to do an episode uh, that relates to something I've got coming up that you folks might be interested in joining in on. Um, Meetings Today does a webinar series, and they've asked me to come over and uh, talk about contracts uh, for audiovisual and for speakers. So looking forward to that uh, on Wednesday, October 26th. That's going to be at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, um, which I believe would be 10 a.m. on the West Coast here. So that'll be a webinar that I'll be hosting. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things related to your audiovisual contracts. And I thought today I'd maybe just give a little preview of one section, and uh, that way folks could get an idea of what we're going to be talking about, and uh, hopefully tune in for the whole session that day. So today I thought we would just touch on the major sections of an audiovisual quote, which is one of the kind of first things that I put into this talk, because knowing what you're looking at and, and sort of how it's laid out um, is useful to the to a planner or to anyone who has to read and sort of analyze and go through one of these before you reach the contract stage where you're actually getting into the terms of how you're paying and those sorts of things. So usually a quote will be divided out by the type of equipment. Um, There are three really main departments uh, that things will usually fall into and then kind of an auxiliary miscellaneous area that we'll touch on. Uh, Audio is obviously just that. It's going to be the speakers, it's going to be the microphones, the mixers, anything that you need to reproduce the sound for the ballroom should be within the audio area of your quote. And I've seen some quotes that I honestly don't like very much where they tend to lay things out day by day and you just get this huge pile of paperwork. I would much rather see a better summary of how that's being done like by a particular room. Tell me that in this particular room you're going to have these microphones this many days and don't give me three different days when it's going to be there three days. Just tell me that's where it's at. But that's a personal preference of mine. Um, The next area would be video. That's going to include uh, maybe some subgroups. Uh, Audio doesn't have a lot of subgroups, but in video you've got projection. You've got the way that you're switching your sources, the sources themselves, and cameras, and sometimes those will be laid out as actual subgroups within the video section. Uh, but the projection is going to be obviously the projector screen, uh, the displays, anything that's displaying your information to the audience. The sources are just that, and and those have changed so much over the years. Um, now it's very very popular that everything is coming in digitally, and so you may have uh, something like a Playback Pro or something that's going to be playing a lot of your content that's simply loaded into it as digital files. Where in the old days we used to have tapes and DVDs and all those sorts of things. Um, Now it's a little cleaner, it's easier to uh, rehearse things, it's easier to reset things, so um, there's a lot of convenience built into having something like a Playback Pro or another digital media type server, or obviously PowerPoint and things coming from a computer. Your switching is just that. It's for going between these various sources. And sometimes it's nice to have a switch, even if you're doing a very small meeting, because within that you may find that 
you just want to put a logo up or something while you're maybe switching computers behind it. Um, so that can be something that you can discuss with your vendor, but that's another area is how these sources are going to be switched and sent to the displays. And the last one, cameras. And cameras will come with a bunch of questions because people are going to want to know what you're intending to do with the material. Um, and uh, if you want it recorded or not, or just sent to the displays. So that's a look, just a real broad overview of video. Lighting, um, lighting is basically that sort of necessary if you're putting a camera in. Um, a lot of people don't realize that connection, but if you're gonna have a camera, often you'll wanna have some lighting just so you have a nice even light across the stage and you get a good reproduction on your camera. The lighting often will include your truss, your rigging, uh, your power distribution. Uh, uh, some of those may be included within that, especially on larger shows where you're doing things like that, um, like rigging. Then that last sort of miscellaneous area tends to be things like drape, uh, staging, sometimes power distribution or generators or things like that might be put out in there. And then lastly, you'll have a labor area that labor area can be laid out in a bunch of different ways. So just be clear on what you're looking at. Some people do it hourly. Some people do it based on day rates. Uh, some people do it based on a union quote. So having an understanding of how it's laid out and where those people are going can be very helpful. And then underneath labor, you'll find expenses. Um, and expenses are if you're traveling people, if you're paying for rooms for them, if you're paying per diem to them, uh, and also things like shipping and getting the equipment to the job site. So those are really the, the kind of major sections of an audiovisual quote. Uh, a couple of other tips that just come from there is uh, you really should have the major items listed. Um, make sure that the big pieces are there. I've actually seen quotes even this year where things like screens and projectors were missing from the uh, general session room. And uh, so you just want to make sure that nobody's made a mistake along the chain there and missed uh, figuring out that they've forgotten an important item. So have those listed so you can understand what's in each of these areas, audio, video, lighting that we just talked about. Um, there may be things shown as kits or some of the smaller stuff won't be listed. You don't necessarily need to know every cable, every connector, every little thing like that that's coming. So there may be some sort of generic uh, charge for like cable. Or, or something like that can show up, or maybe it's comped, but it's noted on there. Um, so you, you may have systems like that. You might have something that says, you know, a projector distribution system, and that's going to be whatever pieces they need to send that signal out to multiple places. Um, you're gonna find a lot of variance on days charged and discounts offered. That's a whole can of worms. I'm not gonna open up on this, uh, this one right now. Um, but be aware that things can vary greatly on, on those areas. And those are really the two places that you're going to find negotiation room within your vendor's policies, because some people may charge a three-day week, some people may charge a two-day week or, or a four-day week. And it really, there are a lot of factors that come into this and into the decision-making, but understanding that that's where they're really going to be able to have their any flexibility that they're offering you is probably in either the amount of the discount offered or the number of days charged for the equipment if you're having it multiple days. Obviously, if you have it a single day, then it's a single day charge. Um, when you get to labor, 
positions are not always interchangeable. Sometimes people will look and say, well, can this person do that and also cover this? And usually your vendor will have a reason that they've laid the labor out the way they have. They may be having some of those things done by, by a person doing multiple roles, but they've taken that into account when they've laid out, or they should have taken that into account, hopefully they have, uh, when they've laid out the amount of labor overall that they need for the show. Sometimes I would actually just sort of list a generic amount of technicians that I knew I needed to put the show in, but not actually schedule them. And I would then figure out a, a finer production schedule from that of maybe three guys arrive at this time, maybe two guys arrive at that time, maybe this guy doesn't even work on this day. So there's, there's a lot that goes into figuring out the proper labor for a show. The last little tip I would give you is try and compare like items. When you get those major items listed, it's really easy to go to a resource site like projectors.com or, or just Google something and start looking for, if you have a Barco projector and a Christie projector, type in what they've listed and it'll start to give you an idea of the capabilities and the differences between them. So hopefully you'll get a way to better reference and understand what you're being offered within the uh, framework of the quote. Maybe one person has a much larger projector than the other. That can open up a great conversation because you should then maybe ask that vendor why they made those choices. And you'll find out, well, we think you need this for this reason. And the other vendor may be misunderstood and has put what they've put in for a reason that's not quite valid or not quite as necessary on your show and you might be able to save something there. So this is all the things that are going to happen before you really get to a contract stage, but it's just good to have some familiarity with the quote, how it's laid out, and what your options and flexibility are within it. So we'd love to have you join us. Uh, again, it's meetings today. I'll put a link in the body of the, uh, the podcast posting. Um, it's on uh, contracts, audiovisual and speakers. And um, it's on October 26th from uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. So love to, uh, love to hear from you all there on, the, uh, on that day. And I, I look forward to uh, talking to you then. Thank you and have a great day. This has been the Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast, your podcast source for news and discussions of the meetings and events industry. You can find out more about Strategic Meeting Tech at our website, www.strategicmeetingtech.com. There you'll find resources and information about how we help planners to create better audiovisual and technology outcomes at their events. Our music is provided by Steph Sachs, under license from the Creative Commons, and you can find out more information and links to the artists there on our website as well. Please send any comments or show suggestions to John, J-O-M, at strategicmeetingtech.com. Thanks for listening.